Hey, RoboBeat listeners, before we get into this episode, we have a very special announcement for you. We've still got our May Day special going on for the whole month of May, where if you sign up to support this podcast for the pocket change sum of only $2 per month, we'll send you a beautiful RoboBeat pin in the mail. Everyone wins. You support us, and we make you look good rocking this badass accessory. Now go to patreon.com slash rebelbeatradio and sign up there. Okay, let's get on with the show. Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think... Class war. Class war, the only war. Class war. We want to just quickly send a nice friendly message to the uh, Fraternal Order of Police in Philadelphia. This is an anti-Nazi song. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Rebel Beat, a Firebrand Records podcast. This is your monthly installment of Class War on the Dance Floor. We're recording this from unceded Mohawk Indigenous Territory in Montreal and going around the world at rebelbeatradio.com. We have an amazing show today. Our special guest is Dio Gandhi. Dio is a queer Indigenous hip hop MC hailing from Mohawk Territory in Aquasasne and now calling New York City her home. She spits anti-colonial energy and bombastic queer vibes on the mic, and I had a chance to catch up with her for a very interesting discussion, so we'll get into that in just a little bit. But first, we take you to Lagos, Nigeria for some music from Sean Kuti and Egypt 80. This is Struggle Sounds. Struggle sounds, struggle people, struggle now. Struggle music, struggle sounds, struggle people, struggle now. Get down, get down. 
So we just heard a brand new tune from Sean Kuti, of course, the son of the legendary Nigerian Afrobeat star Fela Kuti. He just dropped his latest album called Black Times, and he's been speaking out widely against not only wealthy political elites in Africa, but also Western imperialism on the continent. Makes me think, of course, a lot about the G7, which has its annual meeting coming up in my home province of Quebec from June 7th to the 9th. These seven heads of states are responsible for controlling vast amounts of wealth flow throughout the world, dictating domestic and foreign policy, and perpetuating neocolonialism. These fuckers must be resisted. It's also going to be the first time that Donald Trump is going to be up in Canada, but make no mistake, he will be resisted fiercely here. For more on the mobilizations, check out antig7.org. We're going out of some music from the England-based anarchist dub poet Benjamin Zephaniah. After the tune, we'll hear a little clip of an interview he did recently with Channel 4 News in the UK about his views on anarchism. Very interesting stuff. So enjoy this tune, I Am a Revolutionary. This may sound like an odd thing to say, but I always try and be as honest as possible. I've said this many times and I never quite understand why people don't get it. I think the people don't believe me. So, you know, they put me on the BBC and they put me on Question Time and stuff like this. As if I'm kind of willing to play that game. I mean, I will go on and talk. But deep down, I'm a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. I actually, you know, I'm a revolutionary. But deep down, I'm a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. I actually, you know, I'm a revolutionary. Yeah, listen. See, when the people speak, you must listen. They rioted from Junction to Tottenham to Brixton. Cause police turned Mark Duggan to a victim. And the struggle's bigger than the one we're living in. Israel has made Palestine a prison. Gaddafi wouldn't leave unless somebody killed him. Aborigines are still not recognized as equals. So this is just a cry for my people, yeah The Babylon must come down, yeah, one day Whether it's the right or the wrong way And I know that this is just the start But I can say that I played my part, real, yeah And I don't support all the gunplay But I know we're gonna need it one day See, the good can't lose to the evil So this is just a cry to my people I am a revolutionary I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. I stand for the people. I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. I stand for the people. I am a revolutionary. I stand for the people. I stand for the people. The people's army are creative revolutionaries. I stand for the people. We come to mash down Babylon. 
My brother Logic says it loud and clear. Stand for the people, the people. Benjamin Zephaniah, logical, logical, more fire. People's army, higher, higher, higher. Deep down, I'm a revolutionary. for the people. I am a revolutionary. Deep down, I'm a revolutionary. for the people. I am a revolutionary. Deep down, I'm a revolutionary. for the people. I am a revolutionary. I actually, you know, I'm a revolutionary. I'd like to have a revolution, but everybody's too busy shopping. I've got to tell you something which will kind of, it's going to upset people on the left and it's going to upset people on the right. And I think it's because it's completely misunderstood. And with all respect, I think you misunderstand it. I might be wrong, but you can challenge me on it. I'm an anarchist. I believe this needs to be torn down. I believe we need to start again. I don't believe that we need governments in the kind of models that we have. But I'm also aware that we're not going to achieve that now. You know? I can give you examples of anarchism all over the world. I know places in Asia, I know places in Africa where they see nothing of big government. They see nothing of the government at all, where they police themselves. All right, welcome back to the Rebel Beat, a Firebrand Records podcast. You can check out the Firebrand's roster of amazing radical artists at firebrandrecords.com. Of course, the Rebel Beat usually comes out once a month, but this is our second episode of May since we missed one in April, so we're just making sure we get caught up for lost time with all of you. And of course, if you like the Rebel Beat, please do support us. There are many ways you can do that. One is just by telling a friend. Another is, of course, by liking our stuff on social media and sharing our stuff, whether you're on Facebook or Twitter. And finally, if you have a little bit of change, please do think about supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rebelbeatradio. And for the month of May and May only, if you sign up for a mere $2 per month, we're going to send you a beautiful Rebel Beat metal pin in the mail. So do not sleep on that. Go ahead and do it now. Patreon.com slash Rebel Beat Radio. And of course, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. It's the best way to never miss a Rebel Beat. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Podcasts. Of course, it goes without saying, you can find us on all social media. We're on Facebook at Rebel Beat Radio. Twitter at Rebel Beat Radio. You can find us on Instagram as well. Where we're putting up some photos of our behind-the-scenes production work sometimes. Or if you're old school, you can, of course, get at us by email, rebel at ckut.ca. Finally, the Rebel Beat is a proud member of the Channel Zero Network of Anarchist Podcasts. You can check them out at channelzeronetwork.com. Here's just a little taste of what you might hear. Where did you get this? Your friendly neighborhood anarchist. Oh, wow.
More of an anarchist militant. People involved in social struggles than everybody else. People have been waiting for some content. Radio. Show. The Final Straw and I'm William Goodenough. And I'm Percy Goodness. The Final Straw Radio. Noblogs. If you're listening, you are the resistance. All right, it's time now for our feature interview on the show today, and that's with Dio Gandhi. I first heard about Dio Gandhi through Revolutions Per Minute, which is an amazing record label and platform for indigenous artists, so shout out to RPM. And here's a little bit about Dio Gandhi from her bio on RPM. Dio Gandhi is a queer indigenous rapper with a heartbeat base in Brooklyn, an imagination spun in upstate New York, and a nervous system best suited for the Bay Area. From deep within Mother Nature's buterus, Dio Gandhi, otherwise known as Heavy Falling Snow, delivers subversive and unapologetically raw rhymes. Dio utilizes poetry and lyricism to push cultural resiliency while resisting settler colonialism and distorting imperialist visions of her native homeland. I got to catch up with Dio on the phone from her home territory of Akwesasne a little while ago, and we had a really deep conversation. We're going to get to that in just a little bit, but first, here's some music from Dio Gandhi. This one is Native New Yorker, produced by Zibi Wan, and it's a single about water protectors at Standing Rock. Get into it. I'm a Native New Yorker, putting a Shoney on the scene. I swear I'm not important. Just want my water clean.
Joining me right now on the program is our very special guest for today, Dio Gandhi, who is an Indigenous MC, joining us from Mohawk Territory in Akwesasne. Welcome to the program, Dio. How you doing? Thanks for that intro. Yeah. Um, all right. So to begin, tell us a little bit about yourself, like your own story and how you came to be making the music that you make. Yeah, so it's been a, a long journey, probably it started at least 20 years ago when I picked up the trumpet when I was in fourth or fifth grade. Um, and from there, you know, I played I played music in high school and did chorus, but never really on my own time. Um, and when I got into college, I was able to weave like poetry into um my music making and I began freestyling and creating little songs and, you know, performing them for my friends. And then that um, progressed into me finding out in college, um, a SUNY Cortland that there was a intro to hip hop class. Hmm. And this class really opened up. Um, I guess it just gave me the, it gave me like a foundation in the sense of, um, I was introduced to the history, you know, the, the pillars of hip hop and created a, a community and, and a sense of, of rooting um, for my, my hip hop as a creative expression. Um, and then from there, I've just been finding people to collaborate with and been able to lucky enough to have mentors who are in the hip hop community in New York, who've, you know, been able to, see different skills and talents in me and help, help me build those. Nice. Yeah. So like I said, I mean, you're joining us today from Akwesasne, uh, Mohawk territory. Of course we here in so-called Montreal, we're, we're on Mohawk territory as well. Um, Akwesasne I've always found really inspiring because for people who don't know, like, you know, it's one of those communities that that straddles that colonial border, right? Like for me, it's always like been one of those things that's kind of demonstrated how borders, especially the border between U.S. and Canada, but all borders are just these colonial fictions. Um, I remember in, in Akwesasne a few years ago, there was like this really inspiring action that people did like against the the border outpost like on their territory when the border guards brought in guns into the community to arm themselves um anyways we i'm sure there's a lot we could say about aquasasne but i'm just wondering like to reflect on like maybe uh yeah like your community and how um being from where you are has impacted you as a person and your music yeah that, that's a good question i think um i think being a part of you know a community here and being a part of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy has definitely influenced my music and it's created a, a vision for me um, that, you know, we have to persevere and survive for the next seven generations ahead. So I think it's created like a foundation within me and a connection, you know, that I can share with my past ancestors, knowing that they looked ahead to ensure my own survival. And so it kind of um, takes out the the selfishness, you know, within my actions when I'm trying to when I'm working to consider those in in front of me as well, and those and working to create 
safer environments for our youth. Um, yeah, I'm, it's it's a large sense of pride for me as well, being Mohawk, coming from Akwesasne, being Haudenosaunee, and you know having ancestral ties to to these lands. And I think that there's still a lot of depth that I can I can reach, you know, that I have to reach, that I will reach in my music and in my understanding of where I come from. Um, like right now I'm, I'm doing research into finding out who and who my queer ancestors were, you know, who were these two spirit queer, maybe if they weren't even titled that, but I know they had to have existed. Um, so that's something I'm doing research and looking into now so I can further connect with, you know, the ancestors that, that shared my own intersections. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, to, to kind of come back to your music, um, I actually discovered your music through uh, Revolutions Per Minute, an amazing indigenous record label that we'll talk about a little bit more in just a little bit. But, um, you know, I found that what I get through your music, um, the message that really stands out is like this really powerful channeling of a decolonial energy. So I'm wondering like how, how you try to weave in these themes of decolonization into your music and maybe it expands a little bit more on what you were just saying. Yeah, I think that it's no longer a choice. You know, I think that recognizing that I have an opportunity to be on a microphone and recognizing that I have, you know, these privileges of reaching further audiences with my music and, and through just the, um, I guess, persona that I've created around myself. It's like, I have to disseminate a message, you know, I have to continue to, um, make people aware that the resistance is still ongoing. You know, this genocide, on Turtle Island has been ongoing for over 500 years and we're still fighting. So, you know, occupation is, it's still, it's still ongoing. And I find a lot of um, parallels, you know, with the struggle that's going on in Palestine because their struggle is, is also ongoing. The genocide is, is ongoing. So I think that, you know, there's much work to be done. There's much educating as exhausting as that can be. Um, but, you know, there's always solidarity and beautiful moments that you find um, with people who are like minded or who are moving on to this decolonial path. So that, that's what makes it work it worth it. Yeah. So speaking of that solidarity, I mean, I know you've done some pretty amazing collaborations with other indigenous artists, Chicana artists, people like Chotima or Zibiwan. Um, so I'm wondering, what do, what do you look for in, in collaborations? And can you talk about like some of your most memorable collaborations in your music? Sure, yeah. Chotima and, and Zibawan are definitely friends of mine as well. Um, and I met Choti in Oakland and I saw them perform and I was just blown away by their their delivery, their stage presence their timing, you know, artistically and technically, um, even though I wasn't, I didn't initially understand what they're saying because I'm not a Spanish speaker. You know, I understand more French than I do mm. Spanish. But knowing them and say Zibuan, um on a more personal level, aside from them, oh, you know, making dope music, it's like there's, we both and all seem to have connections to our ancestors and we honor the land that we're on, no matter where we are traveling. You know, so I think that it's, I look to collaborate with people who are a part of a community. You know, they recognize there's something 
bigger than themselves. And it's not just this self-fulfilling, you know, prophecy or this degrading, um, mission. Um, so I think one of my, probably my most memorable collaboration is definitely with Chotima. It's an ongoing, um, connection and, um, collaboration that we do have. And we have a song that'll be coming out on her next album, um, in June that I'm really excited for. Yeah. That's going to be called Mala Vibra. Nice. Um, yeah. Looking ahead, like what are some other kind of dream collaborations that you'd love to do with other artists out there? Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to work with a tribe called red, hopefully putting that one into place when they come to Gunawake soon. Mm. Um, yeah, I just want to continue to find I, – I love working within indigenous networks and within people of color. I love being able to give these opportunities to other folks, you know, um, and profile different people's works that are, are indigenous because I think a lot of times, you know, the stage or even the opportunity is given to perhaps um, producers or engineers or mixers or masters who um, – may not be indigenous to this land, but I go the extra effort and, and I'm still looking, you know, always for videographers, stylists, photographers, mixers, masters, producers, whatever that are, that are indigenous. Mm -hmm. So I think my, my dream collaborations, I've even yet to realize Hmm. them. Yeah. I personally would love to hear a collaboration between you and Tribe Called Red. I think that'd be really exciting. (laughs) So yeah. Angel Hayes, you know, the, the list continues. Rihanna, shoot, why not? <laughs> <laughs> shoot big, yeah. Um, so you did a tour last year. Uh, it's pretty amazing lineup. Snotty Nose Res Kids from out west, Sea Monsters, and T-Rhyme. And that brought you guys through a whole bunch of cities uh, out east. Uh, tell us what that tour was like. Yeah, that was, um, you know, curated by RPM, Revolutions Per Minute. And I got to give it up to them because we all, you know, we all, Snotty Nose Res Kids and T-Rhyme, we all do hip hop. Mm. And then Sea Monsters create these amazing visuals. And we were actually worked together as a team, like surprisingly well, you know, better than say teams you're forcibly put on at work or, you know, something like that. It was, we, we all meshed and got along and we're a, a lot of fun um, to take over cities with, you know, it, it's pretty awesome when you can like know that you're going to be going on stage with like an indigenous crew you know or you know you're rolling in the town but you've got like your brothers with you mm-hmm. um it's a pretty good feeling especially having traveled so much as a solo solo act mm-hmm. i love rolling with other people like a little entourage kind of yeah and we we've also played snotty nose res kids uh on the rebel beat before so people should definitely check them out uh if they've never heard of them i see you on the streets can't take it better i see you with the police can't take it better i see you on my new sleeve can't take it better But yeah, so speaking of RPM, Revolutions Per Minute, uh, maybe tell us a little bit of like how you got connected with them and what it's been like working with uh, with that label. Yeah, so I've known um, the co-creator, 
Jarrett for a while. He, he runs uh, Revolutions Per Minute. And I met Jarrett um, probably, I'm trying to look at the year, 2018, maybe seven years ago in New York City. We were on this um, left forum. We were on this panel together talking about indigenous hip hop. Mm. And they were presenting some of their scholarly work. And another friend had linked this up, you know, so I could talk about the work that I did as well. And we've stayed connected ever since. And I enjoy working with them. I think it's amazing work that they're doing, especially, um, you know, centering and focusing on indigenous artists and giving us a platform, you know, to be able to release our music and connecting us to different audiences that they they have um, a further reach to. Nice. Um, I want to get into talking about some of your tracks in particular, uh, some of the ones that really stand out for me. Uh, so the first one I want to talk about is Indigenous Lyricist, of course, uh, collaboration with Chotima. So tell us about that track. Yeah, that track, um, I remember making it with my producer at the time, Sim Sisi. And I we were working on a song, and when we got together, sometimes we we weren't sure what we'd create. You know, we didn't have a plan. And I remember hanging out with my producer and I'm like, I keep seeing like kids in front of me, you know, like I keep seeing kids, like I'm like rapping to kids. And I'm like, I remember taking out some of the swear words in that song and kind of like making it more direct. And I'm like, I want this to be like an anthem. I want this to be a call out. I want it to be like a a song of resilience, you know, for native people. And I want to like empower and bring folks together in a way that I feel like my music before wasn't intentional with. So Indigenous Lyricist, I was working on it at the time that I met Choti Ma. And I, that's that I had reached out and asked if she wanted to, you know, we built a relationship. We run a couple lineups together um, already in the Bay. And then I reached out and asked if she wanted to be on, on the track. And then we used that track to promote, you know, for, um, our tour that we were on a few years ago and definitely love working with Choti and love working with my producer Sensezi. Bit, but where I come from, I'm talking back home The Iroquois nations, land claims placed us on reservations Try to erase us, confining our spaces Too much hating, self-medicating and sedating Yeah, I'm mad at the white man Y'all are walking on stolen land Your forefathers are known to me as slaughterers Your fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters and daughters Your heroes are known to me as villains Responsible for genocide and mass killing that's why I, I put up a middle finger on my hammer, throw up the piece for the wolf and deer clan. Huh. I ain't a Navajo, black foot a crow. I'll rep the Iroquois nations for the next seven generations. Huh. I ain't a Navajo or a Seminole. I'll rep the Iroquois nations on the Indiana Rapsensation. The other track I wanted to talk about, you also have a video for this track, uh, an amazing video, Pussy Vortex. Uh, both the track and the video are really dope. Like I actually just watched it on a big screen here and it's kind of got this like almost like a 3D quality to it. Kind of like you're in one of those old school like 1980s sci-fi arcade games um 
Yeah, it's amazing. So tell us about Pussy Vortex. Sure, yeah, that that track um, gets a lot of attention. <laughs> I wrote that. That was probably the first, like, cohesive verse, chorus, verse, chorus song that I wrote when I was in college. And I wrote it, you know, in heartfelt desperation over a breakup and confusion over, you know, con- the continuation of a toxic relationship. And didn't really, I think that there's sometimes not that many opportunities that present themselves to queer, non-binary, indigenous artists, right? So this video took a, a while for me to, you know, from conception to it premiering on the fader, it ended up taking a lot longer than I hoped. And so it's been a, like kind of a struggle that I've I've been realizing recently is you know, try overcoming these challenges so that I can put out music a little bit faster. Um, it's definitely, definitely amazing video and song to have out there, but I, I'm eager to create more still. Got me flipping through your phone, got me playing Love Jones, got me in the anger zone, got me feeling to be alone, got me up all night wondering. So yeah, we'll post a link to that video uh, with this episode. People should check it out. Um, kind of to wind things down, who are some other musicians out there, artists that are inspiring you that that other people should be checking out? Musicians, let me think here. I mean, I as lame as it sounds, like Choti Ma is a constant inspiration. Um, they also have a producer friend um, called Beto Guapo Flaco. And he works with Choti and I, and they're an amazing producer. And when we all get together, there's just like incredible energy that flows. Um, and that is, that's something that there will be more from, from the three of us. Um, in terms of like other artists, Bishop Underdog, um, Alas, their inspiration. It's not, you know, as res kids, you know, I love, I love their, the way they put out music. <laughs> they put it out in a very fast manner. Um, yeah. I, I think that the people who are in my, in my surroundings are definitely some of my inspiration, the people who are already, already in my community. 
to my survivors, to my uprisers, yeah, to my savages banging on the colonizer. We the survivors, we the uprisers, yeah, we them savages banging on the colonizer. Yeah, we them savages banging on the colonizer. We are finally facing the end of the cycle, an end to the terror fueled by the Bible. Nature's turned against the civilized pale face. Join the struggle, a living denial. The choice is yours, really got the rifles laid out for you to claim. And I can show you just where to aim. Some a big thunder with little rain, but we the mythics on the can't be contained. Amazing. Yeah. We've had a lass on the show before and she's just, she's such an inspiration to talk to. And uh, I hope as well, we can get snotty nose res kids on in the near future. Um, you mentioned this earlier, but you've got some new music coming out uh, this summer, maybe in June. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the song that um that's coming out, that's being mastered now is with Choti Ma called Mala Vibra. And, you know, that, that means bad vibes. And it's a, a call out to, to shame and overcoming shame. And then it's a, a proclamation and a kind of a fuck you to new age colonizers, as I call them. Um, mm. Petrifiers, um, people who are taking over our neighborhoods in urban areas with no disregard for the people who people and communities that have already existed there. And I think it's a beautiful song. We produced it together, me and Choti and Beto Guapo Flaco in Berkeley at my, at my house when I lived there. And it's got an amazing feel to it. I, I'm like, it's probably one of the, a song that I'm most proud of at this moment because we put so much time into the production as well as the lyrics. Um, and I feel like that's more of the direction that I want to go is being able to produce or co-produce my own music. Um, so it's super excited for everybody to hear that and then just kind of keep, keep moving in that direction um, where I'm able to self-produce. Nice. And what's the best way for uh, people to find your music? Uh, SoundCloud, do you have a Bandcamp up or anything? Or? I have a SoundCloud that people can find me on. Um, it's like soundcloud.com backslash Dio. It's spelled D-I-O. Cool. We'll post a link to that as well. And uh, lastly, I just noticed this on your Facebook page, but it looks like you're going to be performing at uh, an Indigenous stage at uh, Toronto's Pride Festival this summer. Yeah. Uh, that's tell us about that. So that's super exciting. It's actually another collaboration with RPM, Revolutions Per Minute. And um, amazingly enough, Choti Ma, my co-collaborator, she's also going to be there. So we're going to take over the stage and bring some bring some heat. Um, nice. It'll be, I'm sure it'll be fire. It's the first time Choti will be in Toronto and the first time we'll be performing there um, together with RPM. So we've, they've been trying to get us, get us together on the same stage for a while. So really excited for that. Um, there's another upcoming project at the uh, Indigenous um, Cannabis Cup, which will be going on in Tayandanega. And I'm working on another song with my cousin, who's also a hip-hop artist, J.O.C., and my niece, um, Mercedes Terrance, who goes by Peaches Blanco. And we're working on a, you know, cannabis liberation song as well. So there's a few things in the work works right now. 
Right on. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a lot happening. Again, we've been speaking with uh, Dio Gandhi, uh, indigenous, queer, MC, fierce as fuck, joining us uh, today from Akwesasne, uh, Mohawk territory. Thank you so much for being with us on The Rebel Beat. For sure. I appreciate you um, thinking to include me in your show. It was an honor. Meditating, levitating like I fucking graduated. Shorty, call me back. I'ma get you situated. A subtle in attack, but I'm always navigating. I hustle in my sacks. Hurry up, you see them waiting. I struggle in my path, but it's only in perceiving. I'ma be right back. My thoughts, they started leaking. I roll up in the trap like Wednesday is the weekend. Grow up with a pack because I'm already leading. Nah, not like that. I'm not trying to be competing. As long as I'm here, my people gon' be eating. Matter of fact, where you sleeping? Tonight we gon' get free. I'm treating. It's about we. She and he can come, but we leaving. Make a toast to Mother Earth because she's bleeding. My words on this verse, they only start the healing. Uh, open up your purse. All right, so we're just starting to round down the show right now. Of course, we just heard an interview with Dio Gandhi. It's time right now for our Turn It Up segment. That's our segment every month where we look at an artist or a musician or an organization who are using their art to speak truth to power. 
And today we're going to honor musicians standing up in solidarity with Palestinians against Israeli apartheid, whether it's in Gaza, the West Bank, inside of Israel, but also throughout the diaspora. So, of course, you've probably seen the news of the massacre of around 50 Palestinians in Gaza by Israeli occupation forces on Nakba Day, the same day that Trump moved the U.S. embassy to Jerusalem. One of the most powerful parts of this worldwide movement of solidarity with Palestine has been artists' involvement in the cultural anti-apartheid struggle, specifically with musicians boycotting shows in Israel. We're going to focus on two amazing artist initiatives for Palestine today. The first is a campaign based in my hometown, Montreal, to support a Palestinian refugee living here named Omar Ben Ali. Of course, the refugee question is central to the Palestinian struggle. There can be no just peace in Israel or Palestine until everyone who was driven out in 1948 and their descendants are allowed to return home. Al-Auda, the Great Return. Omar is originally from Jenin, Palestine, but he's been living in Montreal for nearly a decade now. He's been undocumented this whole time in Canada, and his situation is in limbo because he can't get status in Canada, but also Canada won't deport him back to the West Bank. So he doesn't have access to health care, workers' rights, free movement, basically anything that most citizens take for granted. There's currently an initiative where artists in Montreal and beyond are signing on to support Omar. I just want to read one line from that letter, which they wrote. It's an open letter, and it's really, really beautiful. So it goes, As artists, we feel it's important to express our support and speak out in solidarity with Omar Ben Ali. Our work is rooted in expressing the spirit of life and beautiful moments, but also the struggles we all face to overcome adversity and injustice. Within this context, we extend our solidarity, our hearts, and our love to Omar Ben Ali. So if you're an artist and you want to read or sign on to that statement, you can go to tadaman.ca slash Omar. That's T-A-D-A-M-O-N dot C-A slash Omar. And again, we'll put a link up to that in our show notes. And finally, we want to tip the hat to Kareem Samara of our Firebrand Records family. He's been a guest on The Rebel Eat before, but if you don't know him, he's a Palestinian musician and oud player based in London, England. He's collaborated a ton with Ryan Harvey and Shireen Lilith from Firebrand Records, and the three of them have an album out together called The Thin Blue Border Volume 1. Anyways, Karim is a musician who struggles tirelessly for Palestinian liberation, including during this most recent massacre. And if you want to hear more from Kareem linking music, culture, and Palestinian resistance, he'll be taking over the Firebrand social media all week this week, so make sure you follow Firebrand on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for that. Again, we'll put up links to all of that in the show notes. So we'll leave you with one more from Kareem Samara, Ryan Harvey, and Shireen Lilith, and this one is a world premiere exclusive, and it's from their forthcoming album, The Thin Blue Border, Volume 2. This tune is called Nilin, and it's a reinterpretation of Woody Guthrie's The Sinking of the Reuben James, but of course it's about Palestine and BDS. So you heard it here first. Hope you enjoy. 
Before we go and leave you with that tune, we want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon. Sarah, Scott, Matt, Dan, Zachary, Ryan, Misha, Israel, Benjamin, Ross, Camilo, DJ Kill McKinley, Megan, Lee, Russell, Justine, Yannick, Andy, Andrew, Frank, Sol, Rosina, and Anne. Once again, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash rebelbeatradio and do hurry up because if you sign up to support us for only $2 during the month of May, you'll get a Rebel Beat metal pin in the mail. We are out of here. See you next month. Yeah.